0: Good morning, welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of real estate investing advice. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. Today we are talking about due diligence and how many sellers actually lie on the numbers that they provide on properties that they have for sale. Today I want to go into a very specific case study where a seller lied outright lied on the information they were providing and here's how they did it. It was very clever. But before we go into that, I want to set it up properly so you understand the method of accounting that was used to construct this elaborate lie. There are two principal forms of accounting. There's first, cash-based accounting, whereby you only recognize things that actually transact in the bank account of the company. You simply look at cash. The second method of accounting is called accrual accounting, where you recognize the revenue, you recognize the expense when the event occurred. And if the cash doesn't flow immediately, you simply book that as an accounts payable or an accounts receivable. So something to happen in the future, but the recognition for the revenue or the income or the expense happened at the time when the, when the event occurred. Now, the correct use of accounts receivable and accounts payable is when you have a minor delay in a transaction. So let's say, for example, you got a bill from the telephone utility and the, di- the bill was dated at the end of the month. Let's say the bill was dated December 31st, so at the very end of the fiscal year. And let's say you paid that bill on January the 10th. Those 10 days makes perfect sense that that would be listed in your accounting as an accounts payable. Likewise, if a tenant owes you rent on the first of the month, let's say they owe you the rent, let's say on the 1st of December. And they're a month late paying you and they pay you, let's say on the third of January. So now that revenue, while it was booked in the fiscal year, actually occurred in the following fiscal year. So they eventually get caught up, everything is fine. Now, in this particular example that we ran across over the course of the last week, the seller had about $800,000, that's right, $800,000 in accounts receivable. Many of those accounts receivable was far more than 60 days old, so the likelihood of that revenue ever being recoverable is vanishingly small. That's an improper use of accounts receivable. They should have been put in a different category called bad debt. Meanwhile, the seller was booking that revenue as actual income and basing the valuation on the property on income that they never received. So, the only way to arrive at an accurate number for the value of the business is to back out the accounts receivable and actually figure out what the true net income was, and then figure out what the multiple of net income should be for the valuation of the property. And here's the worst part when I saw this, I, it just made me sick to my stomach. The seller was attempting to sell the property to his nephew. You know, you often talk about. bad business happening within families. Well, here's a great example. The uncle was going to screw his nephew with essentially fraudulent accounting information. It just made me sick to my stomach. You can't make this stuff up, folks. Definitely do your due diligence. Pay very close attention. Don't look at the numbers just at the surface. You got to dig deeper, get accounting advice if you're not adept at reading the financials, but do your due diligence. In the meantime, as you're Looking at deals, go out make some great things happen. Have a spectacular day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.